0: Welcome to another episode of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Jason Swihart. Hey, Jason, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and watchers?
1: Hi, Kevin. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Jason Swihart. I am a, uh, a digital strategist uh, based in Altadena, California, uh, here with my wife and my, my two dogs. And uh, I'm also... Uh, a sort of a lifelong maker I, I I make furniture and I weld and do woodworking um, and a lot of house projects
0: great I look forward to your tools because that's about what I am too <laughs> <The> <laughs> amateur maker so um, Jason what's one of your favorite tools? Well
1: the one I wanted to start with is um, is this stuff from uh, there's a company called FastCap um, and they make a lot of good products, but this is something they call speed tape. This is, um, this is a double-sided tape. Uh, this, this particular type is one inch by, uh, this is a 50-foot roll. It costs about 14 bucks, and you can get it on Amazon or wherever. Um, and I don't really remember how I happened across this stuff, except I think it was probably at a Rockler or something. I bought a roll of this stuff, and I immediately knew it was special because I have an open roll here. It's um, it's really thin. It's, I think, 5.5 mils. Um, it's What it's used for a lot is um, veneering projects. So if you wanted to edge band a piece of um, plywood or something like that, you might use this stuff. Um, it has so it's sticky on this side and then once you adhere it to one surface you peel off this backing which is non-sticky and this stuff is fantastic for holding any two things together
0: it's wait, wait. it's so, so a little confused you said you take off the other side and the other side is not sticky so it's it, only, is
1: sticky. It, it is sticky it
0: is so it's double side it's a double-sided tape it
1: is a double-sided tape okay um, except that it's the best double-sided tape you've ever used in your life right. especially if especially if you want uh, a, a permanent bond right. between two things and have it's you actually
0: used, have you used the 3m
1: stuff um i've used all kinds of um double-sided tapes there may be a comparable product from 3m this is the one that i found that is blows my mind every time i use it um, Okay. it um yeah, it it um, it's just incredibly sticky, and although it's a woodworking product, mm-hmm. um, it will really stick any two things together. And um, it's it's pressure sensitive, so you burnish it to to get the adhesive to stick, mm-hmm. and um, and then it becomes stronger over time. Um, it is technically uh, it is technically permanent, but. I've had some luck getting it to release. And I'll just show you, just wanted to show you, give you an idea of what it looks like. So here's a piece of tape I just applied to some acrylic.
0: Right, so you're holding up a little tiny piece of quarter-inch acrylic, which has one little bit of tape, about three inches stuck to it.
1: Yep, and you can see, um, it's, I don't know if you can see that, but it's pretty translucent. Um, the great thing about this is you can use it in place of glue. Sometimes gluing uh, is, is difficult if you have an irregular shape and you don't want to get glue spilling over. Um, with woodworking, glue can fill pores and it can change how a material takes a finish. This stuff, you can apply with the backing to one surface and then carefully cut it with an X-Acto knife to an exact shape Peel off the part you're not going to use, and then you have a very exact ad- adhesion surface um, to, to bind two yep. things together. Right. And if you if you want, I I, I prepared a little demonstration. Okay, sure. All right. So hmm. here's a here's a billet of aluminum. So it's, it's about ten- the
0: size of a cookie can or something at least eight inches diameter and four inches thick.
1: Yeah, about about six six by four. It weighs ten pounds. Okay. I use it. It's a it's a uh, I use it as a doorstop. Uh, where's my and I um I prepared a another object. It's a it's just a pill bottle, but the the top is nice and smooth. So I I put some uh, tape on top, and I'll just peel tape off. On top
0: of the pill bottle, and you're peeling off the. Yeah, I'm top peeling. Coat. Peeling off the. Um,
1: the, uh, there we go. So there it is. Right. And, and now I'm just going to, I tried this last night and it worked. If you, it doesn't work, if it doesn't work this time, it's going to make a loud sound.
0: So you are, he's adding or pressing the bottle with a cap onto the great big hunk of aluminum. Yep. Um, and, and now just 30 seconds later, it holds it. That's yeah. incredible,
1: right? So that's, incredible. that's what I love about this stuff. It's um, it's instantaneous, in, instantaneous bond with uh, or thirty second bond. It's incredibly strong, but you can get it to release if you uh, if you just peel from the side. Peel from the side. So I just find myself using it all the time for like many many applications
0: yeah yeah that's really cool and that also if you let it uh cure would you be able to peel it off tomorrow or the the next day or next week
1: yeah it it takes a while to cure fully and i will say um it is if you need to if you need to unbond two things um a little bit of heat will warm it up and reactivate the the adhesive and it will release okay so you, you do have to be a little bit careful about using it in, um, in applications where there will be heat. You're so right. it's not so great, say, for an automotive application. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for furniture, for anything around the house, you, you ever want to stick something to the wall, right. uh, this, this stuff is great. And because it's so thin, but oh, that's the other thing, a lot of double-sided tape either isn't very sticky or it's kind of thick. Uh-huh. Uh, like that 3M puffy tape, which uh, it's made out of foam and it has adhesive on both sides. It yeah. leaves a gap. This is five mils thick, so two things come together and there's almost no noticeable gap between the two things that are adhered.
0: Okay, one so, yeah. And again, the name of that is uh, it's
1: it's fast cap speed tape. Speed tape. And they make. This comes in all sizes. They even make a six inch wide version of this. So you can buy it a roll that is six inches wide um, for big veneering projects or you know right. big things that need to be stuck.
0: And it's listed on Amazon the one-inch variety for about $14. 14 bucks, yeah. Or a 50 50 foot roll. Yep. Um okay, double-sided adhesive tape. Fantastic. Yes um so jason what's your second pick for the day
1: yeah so my my second pick is um another um it, it's a uh, a cordless tool system you've um i've gotten a lot from uh coverage on your show from uh, about other cordless tool systems and i have uh i've been you know once you commit to a tool system a you're you're buying into the batteries and it's a right. whole investment, you know the drill. So I have uh I have invested in the DeWalt 20 volt system. I like it for the most part, good power. I've also involved uh uh invested in a uh in a 40-volt outdoor tool um uh system uh called Greenworks, which is great. I think. I forget who you were talking to, but somebody turned me on to their... uh, I think there was Tim
0: O'Reilly and the um, battery-powered cordless chainsaw.
1: Yes, I I ran out and got one of those. It's fantastic. But the one I want to talk about is from Milwaukee. It's the Milwaukee M12 system. This is a 12-volt tool system. Um, I bought this... um, I bought my wife a drill, a hand drill... Uh, about 12 years ago, um, and she has smaller hands than me, and she wanted something that was a little bit light, lighter weight and more portable. So I went out, and I, and I bought the M12 system. And I don't know. I, I eventually borrowed her drill and was just blown away by how great it was. <laughs> it, um, it was powerful. Uh, it was fast. And it was really lightweight, and the batteries lasted a really long time. So I got hooked. And, um, and so I do, I, like I said, I do have a lot of Dewalt, you know, yellow tools that use the 20 volt system. But, but this Milwaukee system has become really, really valuable to me because we do a lot of traveling. We go back and forth to Colorado and I want to take tools with me. And this is, it's, the tools are small, They're powerful. Most of them are really well made and work really, really well.
0: And you're holding up a drill of some sort. Yeah. It's a little slimmer uh, handle, but it also has a big red um, brace in front, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, Is that where the battery goes?
1: This is, um, the battery goes in the bottom. Okay.
0: What's the red um, brace for, the red thing in the
1: front? I don't know, electronics or something. It's got a light. It has an <laughs> LED light. Right. I know this this form factor, for some reason, has become popular uh, for for drills. I, uh, Festool sort of introduced this form factor with the front hand guard. Um, so I, I provided a link to this. Um, mm-hmm. This looks, uh, if you look at it on Amazon, it looks a little schlocky because what this has is a removable... Oh. Chuck. So it has. You it comes with off, a you
0: took out the front half of it with uh one hand.
1: Yep. And it has a a driver chuck. Uh-huh. And it has an offset driver chuck for getting into oh. this one. You can see it um it the 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 driver chuck comes out mm-hmm. uh offset from the center of the drill motor. So you can get this into into tight spots, and it also has uh, an angle chuck. I didn't come here to uh, to promote this product in particular, although I like this one because it shows the versatility, and I just take this everywhere with me. It's so lightweight, and and the thing is, uh, it just I'm consistently impressed with how powerful it is, how much driving it can do, and how well it can do it. Um AVE did a review of this tool, um, which is very, it's a, it's a good review. And he was impressed. So um, so I think that's a good tool to, to, to show off. But, you know, as you do, I've got, you know, I've got a flashlight that's okay. great.
0: So you're holding got, up a little tiny flashlight with the same battery as part of its system. Yeah. It's the LED thing that plugs into the top of it.
1: I've got a Dremel tool.
0: You know? Oh, okay. There's a Dremel version of the battery.
1: And I've also got, um, I'm borrowing this because I'm doing some plumbing. I'm borrowing it from my friend Rob. This is um, a PEX expander.
0: Okay. So you're holding it. It looks like a really large size drill, but there's no uh, twisty bit on the end. It's a, uh, can't see what it is, but it's some kind a- of.
1: It, it's a thing that stretches pecs,
0: right? Ah, cool.
1: It you stick this yeah. down into the PEX tube and it expands it wow. long enough so you can get it over the fitting. This wow. is an ex, this is an expensive tool. This is I think two hundred and fifty or three hundred bucks.
0: But it's also but relying on the same twelve volt,
1: same twelve volt thing, and the fan, again the fantastic thing about this is it's small, it's lightweight. You can use it all day. It doesn't right. get you tired. So the other, the other reason I love this system is that um, the batteries are cheap. Mm-hmm. One a regular like a two amp hour battery is about thirty bucks, mm-hmm. and a four amp battery is about fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. And I mean I am sure you, sure you and everybody who listens to this knows how much like a Dewalt twenty volt battery can cost. It can be you know, hundreds of dollars for a single battery. And this thing, um, these charge fast, this is a four amp hour. It's a little bit, it has more batteries in the bottom. This is a two amp hour. You know, you can get these at Home Depot or wherever um, on sale for dirt cheap. I've got like, I don't know, 20 of these things. Um, And the other thing I will say is that I mentioned I bought my first one 12 years ago for my wife and I just had the first battery fail. Wow. So I don't know what, I don't know what the engineering is, but these batteries are uh, incredibly high quality. Uh, they've just been great. I, I haven't had, as, um, that's like 12 years b- before the first one failed. So
0: wow. it's
1: just a wonderful system. And um and because it's so compact and light, you can throw a bunch of tools in uh, in a in your luggage and take right. it with you wherever you want to go.
0: Do you can you envision or do you imagine or, or have you seen Milwaukee sort of slowly replacing things that were formerly twenty volt with the nine the, the twelve volt
1: versions? No, I can't because um, uh, so they have an m18 an 18 volt system and that's really aimed um more at the prosumer market and um uh you can you know with the with an 18 volt battery you can run things like impact drivers um bigger motors with uh that require more force um no i can't i can't really imagine that going away okay. and being replaced by the. I see
0: it doing a um a skill saw or a um
1: yeah no
0: actually vacuum, dryer, vacuum. It,
1: yeah they have um in this m12 system they do have a little cut off um saw uh but it's more of a grinder um but yeah the motors on these are very small and um to keep the form factor down and um I've actually got one tool that I think is not so great, which is, it's a it's a uh, Sawzall.
0: You're holding it, up a little, fairly small looking, again, it looks like a kind of deformed to drill. Yeah. That, um, takes the battery and then uh, the the saw part would go, you would add it in the front. Yeah, yeah it has, it, it it has the, saw.
1: the normal Sawzall re- uh, receiver yeah. in front. This is not so great. Um, it, it does it um, have enough power? Is that why? It doesn't, it it actually doesn't, it doesn't have quite enough power and the throw is really short. Mm. Um, This is okay for cutting lightweight stuff um, uh, with a fine, with a fine tooth blade. But, Uh um, you know, I was trying to cut out two by fours downstairs as I'm renovating and this just didn't cut it. It would be wonderful if it did, because I would love to be able to, uh, um, to use this instead of my big sawzall. Yeah. But it just it just won't really do the trick. So this one is not so great. But every other tool I've I've bought in this system has been outstanding. Right, right. And I do have a jigsaw that's great in in this system.
0: Um, a nine and, volt. I mean,
1: uh, twelve volt. Yeah, twelve, 12
0: volt. Me, twelve volt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, twelve volt uh, saber saw or jigsaw uh, that is fantastic because it's so light. It's very maneuverable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade. I, I wouldn't trade the power really f- to go to a 20 volt version in the Dewalt yeah. system. I like the, the small ham, uh, the small size.
0: Right. And something like a jigsaw, you're unlikely to be using it for really extended times. They're usually smaller, shorter jobs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a, there's a, a YouTube channel called foresty forest. He's a, um, He's a, guy, he's a Canadian guy who lives in a van and, go, and travels all around and goes hiking with his, uh, his very cute little Jack Russell Terrier. And he has one of those jigsaws, and he uses it for everything. He's, he's built, he, he has videos where he's building out the inside of his van, and he cuts everything with his jigsaw. It's amazing what he gets done with, with this dumb little jigsaw.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really
1: impressive. Yeah,
0: so uh, it's uh, very very capable. Volts. So okay, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's really great. I, I mean, I think you're right about um, considering that things don't have to be sixty volts, <laughs> especially and even twenty volts, and we can get by with a smaller form factor. Um, well, really I think
1: t- the um, I think uh, uh, to uh, I think I'm I think I'm paraphrasing you when I say this. Uh, you know the best tool is the one you have with you. Um, I think I've heard somebody say the best camera is the one you have have with it's you. It's
0: absolutely good. true.
1: And so you're likely
0: able- to have this one with you because yeah. it's so small.
1: It'll fit in your trunk. You can yeah. you can put 12 tools in your trunk and um, and they're with you.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. Okay, Jason. So what's your third tool?
1: All right. Well, for this, I'm going to do some screen sharing. Okay. Um I'll uh, I'll introduce it first and then I'll uh and then I'll start the screen share. So um like uh like many um uh, people who uh, uh do projects around the house I've often wished I had a pickup truck. But um I don't really love spending money on extra vehicles. I think vehicles are a hassle and they're expensive and um but a few years ago, I had a need to be able to haul stuff around, and um, what I ended up getting, and I, you know, I have a, we have a small hatchback. I'm going to start the screen share now.
0: So, wh- while you're doing that, um, Jay Baldwin, my mentor at Whole Earth, who is Mr. Tool, who introduced me to tools, um, his advice always was that. Don't, um, many people tend to buy a vehicle based on their vacation plans. Yeah. So they would sort of size the vehicle for what they were imagining that they were doing at their vacation, which is only two weeks a year. And so 50 weeks of the year, they're using this vacation sized vehicle for their daily commute. And his, his thing was you could rent something for yep. your vacation, or if you needed to move something, um, and still have a very economical vehicle for the rest of the year. And that's sort of my my philosophy as well. And it seems to be yours. And so you have here, you're showing on our screen is a trailer.
1: It's a trailer. This is a, a Harbor Freight. It's called a Hallmaster trailer. And uh, it- it's um, Harbor Freight. I love them too. I. Um, my my dad uh you know my dad was uh a uh he he his advice was always uh what was it buy once cry once yeah and uh, i totally disagree i yeah. me <laughs> I, too i i want the cheapest tool that will get the job done and, um and i want to use it up i want to wear it into the ground and then you know upgrade when it becomes insufficient
0: right Exactly. so i
1: bu- i bought this thing um I don't know 3 years ago, 4 years ago. The, How much the, did it cost? It was um I think I got it on sale for about 400 bucks. Right. With a when they they don't have coupons anymore, but they used to have coupons for stuff.
0: Yeah. So so this is to describe to our listeners it's a frame for a little tow trailer with two wheels and an axle and kind of a framed out bed on top and, and a tow hitch. And that's yep. basically that's it.
1: Yep. And it weighs, um, I think the whole package weighs uh, maybe 200 pounds, so it's very easy to wheel around by hand. Um, The other great thing, though, is that it folds. Oops. Oh, wow. So here I've got a picture of it folded. Wow. So it folds up into a a two-foot wide or two-foot deep by about five-foot wide package. So you can... And it, I don't know if you can see, but it has yeah. this little rolling
0: wheel. There's a little casters at the bottom to roll around when it's folded up.
1: So you can squeeze it into your garage. Cool. Um, oh. The um, the bed is four by four feet by eight feet. So it's like perfect pickup truck size surface. You're you can a sit... like
0: four by eight sheet of whatever, plywood it, or
1: Exactly, yeah. And it's small. It's it's really short, um, so it, it um, it's easy to pull. You can pull it with anything that you can put a trailer hitch on. And the one they have several versions. The one I got is um, has a load capacity of seventeen hundred and twenty pounds, and it comes with twelve inch wheels. So I think it has a maximum speed rating of fifty five miles an hour. Although. I've I I take it faster than that um it's LA so I so you know you have to go 70 no matter what um so so it folds up into this little package uh you can pull it with anything and um I still sometimes wish I had a pickup truck but this thing just makes it unnecessary I can't I can't justify it the retail price right now for it, I think has gone up to like five fifty.
0: Okay, and um, this this is a frame. I can see why you could lay a piece of uh, plywood on it. But if you're not trying to haul a piece of plywood, what do you use for the the base?
1: Uh, so what um, what you get when you buy this thing is just this frame, and then um, you can see it has these um, these brackets on the side those will hold a two by four so it has brackets in front and so you can insert two by fours and make sides for this thing and then most people cover the deck with with a piece um with a piece of plywood that they saw in half so that it can still fold up so you've got a four by four in front and a four by four in back and it folds up or some people um use uh use like two by fours or, you know, timbers to, to cover the bed of the, of the trailer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, here I've got more pictures. So. This is a
0: picture of the same trailer that has two by four upright struts.
1: Yep. That are about four feet tall. Yeah. You could, you know, you can haul, um, it looks like maybe it's for hauling, uh, calling motorcycles or pigs or something. Um, yeah,
0: it has um, metal strapping around the um, the joints. Yep. Um, and
1: uh, here's another one that uses the these side um,
0: Yeah.
1: These side brackets to hold the two by fours on the sides, and they've built um, built the sides for it, which makes it rich.
0: Real- sh- shallow has like a shallow plywood box eight feet by four feet and maybe only two feet high and um, that, yeah, that, that forms a crate around the frame.
1: Yeah. And I have this set up. None of these are mine, um, but I have this set up for mine. um, And uh, it's great because um, again, you can, you can fill it up with dirt. You can put anything you want in there. um, And as long as, as long as it won't fly out the back, you can carry it. Um, so we use it for uh, getting materials from uh, the garden supply. Um, right now, uh, mine is, so we have, a, we have a windy path that goes down behind our house, and we're doing some remodeling in our downstairs. A lot of demo right now. And I've got a, um, one of those yellow sacks. A, um, uh, it's, a, it's a sack in, that you use instead of a roll-off uh, dumpster.
0: Yes, it's like a big, huge canvas bag,
1: right? Like exactly, four feet high
0: and four feet wide, and you yep. fill it with dirt or whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, we've got a steep, a steep hill behind our house, and you have to go around. And um, I really didn't want to schlep all of the uh, all of the debris up in a in a uh, in a wheelbarrow to the top of our drive. So it could be, and then dump it in the yellow sack. So I've got the yellow sack on top of my, my, um, my trailer and I have an instant like roll off uh, dumpster. I just, when it's full, I, I hook it up to the car. I pull it up, up to the top of the drive. Yellow sack comes and takes it off the trailer and, um and we're good to go. And people do like crazy things with these. So the The other thing about this is it's fun because it's, uh, it's very modifiable, very hackable. it's a very simple, not a not a precious piece of equipment so people do crazy things like make make the like uh, adventure trailers. Uh, that's what I'm showing here now. I think this one has a uh, has a roof mounted tent on it and the guys put in uh, metal metal sides to hold his camping trailer uh, it's a it's like a an overland trailer and then, People use also use them to make uh, teardrop trailers for travel.
0: Right, they they take the frame and they build a custom teardrop trailer on top. Very 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's
1: it's endlessly modifiable and um and um, you know, if you have if you have a uh, a mig welder, you can start welding it, welding stuff on, and um, it's it's really fun, and it's just been um fantastic, um, as a replacement for a truck. Right. Uh, it's really nice not to have to buy, not to own more vehicles, um, and not to have to do that in LA. Um, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. No,
0: it's perfect. That's a great idea. A perfect suburban solution. So, um, you're hitting three for three. So Jason, what's, uh, what's your final, um, favorite tool?
1: Yeah. So I, I, uh, I have another screen share that I want to do for okay. this. So, um, I, uh, so just a, a little preamble. So this, my fourth item is social dancing. Social what? Social dancing.
0: Social dancing. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, um, uh, social, um, social dancing has a long history. Um, so, Maybe I should back up. So there are different kinds of dancing and um, some of them are formal and some of them are informal. Social dancing is a type of dancing you do with a partner, usually with a partner, and it's informal. It's not choreographed. It's not scripted in any way. And some examples of social dances would be tango, contra dance. Uh, There's a there's West Coast Swing, which is done to like pop music and um, R&B music. There are various kinds of Latin dances. Um, there's DC hand dancing, which is, um, it, it, it's an offshoot of swing dancing. And um, and I happen to be a swing dancer. Um, I started swing dancing. My wife was a swing dancer when we met and she got me into it. Um, I started when I was 36. Just, so
0: so just to, just to so, so you said that's, uh, um, I'd say, unscripted kind of collective dancing, but it, the co- contra example might be like square dancing or yeah, things yeah. where there is much more of, a, or line dancing, which was much more where it's scripted in the sense that you're following a, a routine. Is that right?
1: Yes, although um contra and square dancing does have a component of improvisation because you don't know what what's going to be called
0: okay so would you you include that in 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 your uh list of social dancing then
1: i would um, and um another aspect of social dancing that um that differentiates it from say ballroom dancing um many forms of ballroom dancing or you know something like ballet or jazz is that um you dance it with a partner and um although it's not required you frequently change partners so you'll so if you go out for a night of dancing like if i go out for a night of swing dancing with my wife we might dance two dances together and then each dance with 20 other people all night long so that's that's sort of the social part of it it's it's not um uh, so it's not choreographed it's informal and um there are rules to each each type of dance or there are principles of each form dance form, but really you don't script anything in advance and you dance with people, you know, people you don't know, you dance with whoever's there.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. I got it.
1: So um, uh, I don't know. uh, Do you think it's useful for me to show a video?
0: No, I I think people get it. Is there, um, do you have any tips on where people, might want to find that in their vicinity? Is there like in a social dancing association of America or the world or what, what, where do people go?
1: Well, so, so my advice is um, uh, if you've never danced before uh, well, so basically if you're in, in any um, relatively urbanized, place in the world there is some kind of social dancing and probably a lot of different types of social dancing going on. Um, The reason I, I'm treating this as a tool is one of the, one of the things that, um, one of the things that that's great about social dancing is you can really go anywhere in the world and instantly have a social activity to do a way to meet people wherever you are. And um, you know, I've done it in China. I've done it you know all over Europe um, and you can just walk into a dance you pay your 5 bucks or your 10 bucks to go to a dance and suddenly you're meeting people and you're dancing with them
0: are oh, the dances the same all over the world if you're doing social dancing i mean you have to learn a new dance or are they all doing the basically the same suite of of different kind of dances
1: so um so for instance people tend to specialize in one or two particular social dances. I, I've specialized in swing dancing. So if I'm going to Copenhagen, I look up what, you know, their weekly local dance or I get in touch with somebody there and I say, Hey, when's your weekly dance? And, um, and when I go there, the, the form of the dance and the sort of the social structure of the dance is pretty familiar. It doesn't vary, very too much around the world. So anywhere I go, If I wanna go swing dancing, I know sort of what the rules of the road are gonna be. And it's the same for all of the other forms. Tango has some very particular um, uh, rules of the road, but if you're a tango dancer, you know what they are, and they're gonna be the same in Finland as they are in Argentina. Um, And you just, and you know what to expect. Likewise, your dancing, you know, dance is sort of a language. It's a it's a language of movement. And um with any dance you learn, you learn the grammar, you you learn all of the con there's pre-existing constructs. There are moves you do, but there are also rules about how you execute. Different dances have different ways of say storing and releasing energy or right.
0: Right.
1: moving one another. Right. And Um, and those, those patterns are common across, you know, anywhere you're doing that particular dance. So if I, you know, again, if I go dancing in China, um, more or less, we're all going to know the same rule set. We're going to know a lot of the same moves and, um, and there's, you know, it, it, it's a fairly friction free process of, uh, uh diving into a into a social and you thing.
0: and you don't really need to speak the local language i mean it's, it's its own language in a certain sense
1: yeah all you need to know is five six seven eight if you right. if you can if you if you can count to eight in uh in in any language um uh you're you're pretty good to go Right. um yeah well, so you. yeah you know i mean I, the um the other thing I was going to say is, you know, uh, I started when I was 36. Um, the only kind of dancing I'd ever done um, prior to that was, you know, in a high school gymnasium, um, standing face to face, sort of bopping around. And, um, and social dancing involves um, touching other people, um, moving with them, moving them. It, usually in most social dancing, you have a leader and a follower. Um, the, those roles, um, don't have to be, um, associated with one gender or another, but it's common for leaders to be men and, uh, followers to be, uh, women. And, um, and it's a, it's a rule bound way to have physical interaction with other people, um, in a way that's safe and, um, but also, very uh, freeing and it's also a way to one of the things I I, I, I discovered was a whole world of kinesthetic learning. Um, I don't, I've never played an instrument and, I, and that's also a kinesthetic learning process where you get your muscles, you know, you might call it muscle memory. You get your, you teach your muscles how to do a thing right, and right. then you can do it without thinking about it. Right. And right. Dancing is very much the same. You have this, you build up this kinesthetic, um, knowledge that lives in your body. And it's a, it's a, it's a really different way of relating to your physical body. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great way to, to meet people and to, um, it's, oh, the other thing I was going to say is it's, in, it's pretty cheap. And, um, if you want to Travel with it. All you need is a pair of shoes that you can dance. You don't need any gear. Mm-hmm. You don't need a bicycle. You don't need any gear of any kind. All you need is a pair of shoes you can dance in. Um, and uh, yeah, you you can you can find a dance anywhere near you. Um, if people wanted to figure out, uh, if people wanted to find uh, local dances, they they would just Google um, Tango near me, right. and they'll get a whole. Swath of options or swing dancing near me. But basically any major urban center will have, um, multiple classes every night, um, in social dancing of different forms from Latin forms to swing yeah. dancing to tango. And you just Google it and, and studios who teach do a pretty good job of marketing themselves.
0: Well, thank you. That's a brilliant, it's a brilliant suggestion. Um, I, did notice that you had a fifth tool final wrap. Oh, was that uh, uh, was that something you wanted to include? Or
1: I'm happy to talk about it. I um, I uh, I had missed, I, I had second thoughts about it. Um, was, the
0: but but the, just tell me uh, what it is that we're talking Is it the kind of wrap for your automobile where you wrap your automobile in colors? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's automobile wrap. It's made out of vinyl. It right. comes in lots of different colors and finishes. Right. You can buy small rolls of it on Amazon. And the roll is you know, it might be six by six by ten, six What's inches What's it for? By 10 Wait, feet.
0: What do you use it for? Do you use it for wrapping your car or do you use it? No,
1: you can use it for any you can use it for wrapping almost any smooth surface.
0: I see. Okay. And
1: the um, the fantastic thing about it is it's it's um uh, well, you probably remember um, contact paper. Yeah, All, everybody used to put contact paper. Well, right. contact paper leaves a sticky, sticky goo. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you're renting an apartment or something like that, or you don't want to paint, um, right. well, vinyl wrap doesn't have any of those problems. You apply it, um, you use heat; it will form nicely around irregular shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, if you want to peel it off, you just you heat, warm it up a little bit and it peels right off. Okay.
0: Um,
1: the, um, it is kind of expensive, but the wonderful thing about it is that it, you can really find a wide array of colors. And sometimes um, uh, I have found it to be preferable in certain cases to like spray paint or, you know, breaking out the compressor and, uh, and, a, and a sprayer. Right. Okay. Um, because you can you can get a essentially a perfect finish really fast on a on a surface, um, and you're not committed to it. It it peels right, right off.
0: Cool. All right. That's yeah. good. That's a good enough suggestion. Thank you again for that. Yep. Did you have anything you wanted to share with our listeners or watchers about a project that you may be working on or your next thing or cause? Yeah believe in or um something personal about you
1: yeah well um i'm uh, uh i have um i have more things going on in my life than uh, i know what to do with and i've i've been shedding i've been been <laughs> shedding um stuff i'm in my i'm, uh, I'm in my um, early 50s and uh i'm getting to the age where i just don't have the energy to uh to take everything on so I did want to mention, um, I I, um, I co-founded a, a non-profit a few years ago called Pacific Swing Dance Foundation. Mm. Um, and um, uh, it's pacificswingdancefoundation.org. And if people want to check it out, um, uh, we do a lot of interesting things. And during the pandemic, um, one of the things we did was raise quite a bit of money to support full-time dance instructors who couldn't work because you couldn't go dancing during, during the pandemic. Sweating and breathing heavily in a enclosed room was not a safe activity. So I'm, I'm throwing that out there, but actually the, um, I have a, my new passion project is, um, I, I've decided after, uh, after, I don't know, 30 three ish years of, uh, being in the digital space, um, being, I started out as a web designer in college. Um, you know, when mosaic beta came out and, um, and I've been doing it my, my entire life and I've just reached this point where I want to make furniture. I just want, I want to make stuff. Uh, I want to do that all the time. So I'm, um, I've decided to launch uh, a business and try to make a go of it. Um, so I'm, it's it's called, um, I'm calling it Verity, V-E-R-I-T-Y workshop. Hmm. And it's just verityworkshop.com. And um, I'm just embarking on this. So my plan is uh, to take, you know, I make a lot of furniture I've, and I restore furniture for my wife and myself. We have a lot of furniture that I've made in our house. Uh, and, um, and it just came to a point recently where I realized I just want to be doing that. So that's my new passion project. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to not do digital work anymore. And I'm going to try to get people to buy my, uh, buy my furniture.
0: And, uh, would you be doing custom things or just try and, um, have a line of, of, uh,
1: I'm going to do both. I'm going to, I'm going to start a line of, um, uh, you know, probably a half a dozen different objects um, from, you know, some small items. So like, for instance, I, you know, I made myself a, I don't know that this would, this would be something I would actually sell, but some version of this, this, uh, you can, it still has the plastic on it, but this is just a, uh, this is just a dumb little dumb. It, this is just a, a phone holder for my desk right, made right. out of teak and acrylic. So I'll have some small stuff, but my, my goal is to build um, larger, build and sell larger stuff, um, chairs, um, uh, uh, cabinet, um, cabinetry, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. And um, I also, I love, uh, I love modernism I have for a really long time. I collect, Danish modern furniture and um, I've done a lot of restoration. So my hope also is to do restoration of modern furniture um, and to also uh, um, get get commissions uh, doing copies. Okay, Um, when people break, you know, when people bust a chair and they need it, they they only have five and they need a sixth um, uh, and 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 make copies. So, yeah,
0: okay. Well, that's fantastic. What a fantastic start and restart. So uh, we wish you best of success in that. And um, I can see why you could use some tools. Thank you for sharing some of your favorite tools. They're really great things. A couple of ones I didn't even know about. And um, I applaud your passion for social dancing. And thank you for that tool as well. So um, it was a great day. I
1: I really appreciate uh, you having me on here. I'll just say... um, I, uh, 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 I've benefited enormously from cool tools and from your other work. In fact, I, I've been enjoying oh, your book. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I want to say thank you. Uh, really uh you you've brought, uh, an enormous amount to the world and, uh, it's wonderful that you, you've had such a rich, uh, rich life and rich career.
0: Well, so, I appreciate it.
1: And it's incredibly impressive that, um, Cool tools has been around for 25 years. I, 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 I lived through the blogging revolution. I was <laughs> sort of in the middle of it, and it's amazing how much of that just has ceased to yeah, exist. unfortunately.
0: A- I still have my RSS feeder, and I read my blogs at night, so I'm, I haven't abandoned it. Um, and we're still going one, one way or the other. Um, but thank you for your kind words. That's really very sweet. So, um, Jason, it's really been a pleasure. Um, and I appreciate your taking time to share with
1: us. All right. Thank you, Kevin.
0: This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old, which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year, and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our cool tool show and tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us... um. Please sign up on our form on the website, and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking on talking on a video. And um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an Audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested, and um, list your full for cool tools, and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way, um, and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the U.S., although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And... um, if you are a long time listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy from something in the kitchen to something used to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guest for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.